a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Jesus does not lie. And he told me, you're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He told me, this is my blood shed for you. He told me, whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. And I've heard the Lord's voice in the absolution, forgiven me. He's, he's told me that he, uh, that he loves the world, that he died for the world, that he shed his blood to save me and forgive me. He said it, and he doesn't lie. Those sins which we're supposed to be conquering have been conquered, not by our striving to overcome them, but have they been conquered by the death of Jesus. Those sins, even those pet sins that we're supposed to overcome, even the, the sins that we keep coming back to, those have been crucified with Christ. Uh, and now uh, sanctification is, is putting to death the old, the old Adam, the old flesh, by confessing our sins. I wasn't paying attention to what you just said. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading Facebook statuses. Hey, welcome hey, to another edition. That's what I'm edition. doing right now. Oh, my goodness. I'm always reading Facebook statuses whenever it's time to start our show. How's our uh, competition with uh, Kirk Cameron coming on the Facebook? We're closing the gap. I'll get the stats if you want. Give me a minute here. Um, I, <laughs> you know, I was going to grab this promo that Issues Etc. is running right now. <laughs> where they where they want you to, uh, to like them on Facebook, and they're going to give you some prizes for it. That's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I mean, there's this there's this little uh, 60 second spot of Jeff Schwartz with like cheesy music in the background. <laughs> Would you please like us on Facebook? We'll send you stuff if you do. What's wrong with that? <laughs> oh brother. Oh man, I'll get it for you. You are terrible at marketing. Of course, the key to marketing is having something to market. That's probably why we're kind of doomed from the get go. True. True. We should well, have a competition since Kirk Cameron has us beat by about, I don't know, I think about 22,300. Maybe we should lower our maybe lower our sights and go for issues, etc. Or really lower the bar. Well, you know what I'm about to is, say. Is there, a, is there a handicap, though? I don't know. Like, should like Does it like grade on a curve? Uh, I mean, <laughs> Kirk Cameron versus Table Talk Radio, it seems like we should... should have an look. advantage? Yeah. It, Anyway, I think, uh, let's see, Kirk Cameron issues, etc. If we really get desperate for just someone to beat, it would be the God Whispers. So. <laughs> I see what you're doing. Okay, I'm with you now. Okay, well, for today's uh, Table Talk Radio, after uh, responding to an email and doing buzzwords, we're going to crunch a praise song and then play a little Bible beat. So that is nice. the Table Talk Radio Lineup, and uh, let's get to the email first. Or I guess that was the part where you passive aggressively remind me to go look up the email mm-hmm. while you're oh. telling me the buzzword. Don't worry, I got loads of email. Here. Insert passive aggressive reminder not to or to uh, turn off the cell phone yeah. and the, Hold on the, one the office phone too. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Uh, let's see. How can I passive aggressively remind you to WD40 your chair too? <laughs> Passive-aggressively remind me to prepare for the show. <laughs> I was amazed. You called me today, and uh, you asked what we were doing for the show. I mean, that's like the first time ever you've you've seen three hours into the future to see that we're recording a show. <laughs> True. All right. I got a buzzword and email. You go first. 
Oh, okay. My buzzword for you, really a buzz phrase, is old Adam. And uh, we, uh, this old Adam is referring to our flesh. And so we uh, Christians have um, at all times kind of two wills going on. Um, and uh, when we talk about the old Adam, we're talking about the will, the flesh, uh, the sinful nature, uh, and which is always uh, still rebelling against God and um, and desiring to do evil. Um, so the flesh, uh, this old sinful, this old sinful uh, flesh that we talk about, we sometimes kind of nickname the old Adam. So we each and every one of us have an old Adam. Do women have an old Eve or an old Adam? Old Adam also, which is that's a good point actually, because it goes back to Adam, not Eve. Even though Eve sinned mm-hmm. first, the the original sin is connected to Adam and is transferred then through the father, father to son, which is why. Cue the rim shot here, which is why but I'm sh- almost out. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> you know the key to comedy? No, this is uh, this is the. Uh, uh, oh yeah, I, it's why I'm almost out of original sin because I've had four children now. We, you said that joke on these airwaves before. Get, get new jokes at least. That joke's funny. This is funny the second time. Oh, oh you, have, you have one. <laughs> You're moving up in the world. You're welcome. All right, what's your buzzword? Uh, apocalypse. Apokalypso in the Greek. Apo meaning from, kalypso meaning veil. So apocalypse is from the veil or underneath the veil. So the idea is there's something hidden, and now it's brought forth into light so you can see it. So uh, I've always wanted to... Um, I've always wanted to preach a wedding sermon. You know, when the the bride comes down the aisle, she has her face fa- veiled, and and then the father's there, and he and he takes the veil off of the bride's face. And I wanted to say, that was a great apocalypse. <laughs> uh, How do you think that would be? You could have done that at the wedding that you vicared at for me. Yeah, that would have been nice. Apocalypse. So, apocalypse, we normally talk about the apocalypse. Uh, in fact, the revelation, it, the revelation is kind of the same word as apocalypse. And, uh, the, uh, it says there, right there, the apocalypso Jesu Christu, the apocalypse of Jesus Christ. So, what's being unveiled in the apocalypse or the revelation is Jesus. That's kind of nice. Very nice. Okay, do you have an email? I do. I got loads of emails. I don't even know where to start. I should have probably looked at this. Uh, uh, here, here's one. Uh, hello, Jane from Ontario, the one who's usually... Oh, this is a Jane Treadmill update. Nice. Did I read this one? Long race. I had to listen to this table. Oh, we read that one already. Okay. Joshua writes... Uh, where's Josh from? During Lumpy's presentation... Oh, sorry. Josh starts. Great show as always. During Lumpy's presentation, a statement was made that Lutherans believe that after the rapture, we will not have the will to sin. I always thought we would be returned to a pre-fall Adam state in which we have the ability to sin but choose not to. Can you guys expand on this? Thanks, Josh. Ah, uh, so the question is, can we sin again, or can we, is there a way to fall from from uh, paradise once uh, once we get to heaven? This is a great question. Now, just one quick thing, because Josh says after the rapture, and I guess that's true when we understand the rapture as the resurrection. Uh-huh. Uh, so. Uh, you know, we hear people talking about the rapture all the time. What's the rapture? When's the rapture going to be? Pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, durative tribulation rapture. That's my favorite. Uh, but we we understand rapture uh, biblically as the resurrection of the living 
those who are alive at the return of Christ. And if that's and so to understand it rightly, then that's what we teach is that after the resurrection, we no longer have the will to sin because and now think of this, our will will finally be free. <laughs> so that when our will is finally free, that means we don't have the choice to sin. You, oh, now, okay, so I agree with you, but now where where do you get that from the Bible? Well, here's the uh, the biggest difference is that in the garden, when when Adam and Eve had the freedom to sin or not sin, obviously, because they sinned, they had the freedom to sin or not sin, there is the potential uh, of dying. So that God said to Adam and Eve, if you eat of it, you will surely die. Hmm. So So that the potentiality, because death was a possibility, then sin was a possibility. But in the new heaven and the new earth, there is no more death. Death is no longer a possibility. Uh, death has died. It's been cast in the lake of fire. There is no more death. And so if death is not a possibility, then neither is sin. Hmm. Yeah. See well, how that, that works? Yeah, that, that makes sense. Very good. Yeah. Uh, we have two minutes. You want to do I don't know email? what Lumpy was talking about, but anyways. Okay. Let's see don't here. Don't worry. I don't pay him anyway. Uh, let's see. Bumper sticker, theological bull riding. Oh, logical fallacies. Whoa. Greetings from Boston. This is from Paul, Boston. Thanks for directing me to the Apology of the Praise Song Cruncher, episode 64. I've not gotten that far back in my listening to the mediocrity that is Table Talk Radio. I prefer to listen backwards. I wonder what you hear when, if you listen to Table Talk Radio backwards. Like the angels telling you to listen to praise songs and believe <laughs> myths that are busted. And some sort of, you know, it's like uh, there uh, there is double predestination and purgatory and all of this sort of stuff. Anyway. Uh, anyway, the apology was helpful. I look forward to a similar treatment for how big a missionalist are you. Do we have that yet? No, still working on that. As a side note, being a scientist, I find your game, name that logical fallacy, to be interesting. Especially for enlighten me to the post hoc ergo propter hoc fallacy. Not because it's fun to say what Latin isn't, but also because there's a fundamental trap that scientists fall into. A lot of science is looking at correlations. We need to be very careful then about saying that just because something is correlated, it doesn't mean it's causal. Get that? Mm-hmm. It may be, in fact, just a coincidence. This is especially true when the results confirm the bias or results you already expected. In my opinion, or sorry, in my own field of computational astrophysics, this is very important as we cannot automatically assume our code gives us an answer that is correct. I wonder how many computational astrophysicists we have as listeners. Yeah, if we could have them all email in, that'd be great. My graduate school advisor always told me that we should be very suspicious of results from simulation, especially if they are what we expect. And so I think, now, just to give an example, just because you fall asleep every time you listen to Table Talk Radio does not mean that Table Talk Radio causes you to fall asleep. That that assumption is post hoc ergo propter hoc. Right. Okay, well... Uh, we need to hit the commercial break, and we come back. We're going to be uh, doing some praise song crunching with some Chris Tomlin. So you want to miss that? We are hoping to do some more of that. Uh, name that logical fallacy. It's one of those games that require a lot of uh, show prep. So we've been trying to outsource that to other people. Uh, as soon as we get that done, we will uh, bring that game to you again. Uh, you're listening to Table Talk Radio. Visit us on the web, tabletalkradio.org, and uh, give us a call one eight hundred three eight five SOLA. We'll be right back. If I, if I had a million dollars, I'd build a tree fort in our yard. If I had a million dollars, you could help, it wouldn't be that hard. If I had a million dollars, maybe we could put a little... If you're not easily embarrassed... 
tell your friends about Look, Table Talk Radio. I'd be rich. Man, this is the hits just keep on. In your arms, so tired. Keep it up. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio, home of the Praise Song Cruncher. You know, after all I do for you, the least you could do. in love with me. The least you could do would be passive aggressively reminding me to save the shows, the segments. But no, <laughs> I'll take care of everything. Glad we wrapped that last one up now there. <laughs> All right. I'm believing. We need to get sure in love. Who you is know, that, by the way, that sings Hooked on a Feeling? Well, it was made popular by... Um, the Animals? <laughs> Uh, made popular by, <laughs> written by Mark James, I think. Uh, uh, <laughs> looking it up. <laughs> ooh, gotcha. I'll sing it while you look it up. But the, the, the one that ooga, I ooga, use ooga. usually Just for the Google air. Ooga chaka. The one that I usually use for the air is uh, a cover by David Hasselhoff. What? That's yeah. Hasselhoff? Yep. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Uh, Blue uh, Suede's was the, the band I was looking for. Yeah, Blue um, Suede's. Was hooked on a feeling. B.J. Thomas, Blue Suede. All right, so uh, the praise song cruncher is your little baby, so why don't you tell us a little bit about it? So what we do is we try to make everybody that we know angry. And the, way we, <laughs> the way we do that is we listen to praise songs, especially those near and dear to people's hearts, and then we talk about how bad they are, and then we get the mail. <laughs> yes, we do have an objective criteria for the badness of a praise song, which is mostly trying to sniff out the mysticism behind it. Now, mysticism being the definition we have of mysticism, which only you can find here. Someone should call up the God Whispers and ask them to find mysticism and compare their definition. It probably takes 30 minutes to explain. <laughs> and usually uses ours. the term bacon in it three or four times. Now, uh, <laughs> mysticism is the, uh, is the uh, uh, religious movement that puts a person in motion towards an immediate internal experience or union with the divine nature. So... Uh, that's what, uh, that's what, uh, and, and mysticism is anti-doctrine. It's not so interested in teaching as it is in this kind of, uh, experience of the psyche. So, uh, so we realized when we were looking at praise songs and said, hey, it, there's nothing wrong in there. There's no false doctrine in there because there's no doctrine at all. And this no doctrine at allness characteristic of the praise song cruncher makes them especially difficult to try to nail down, figure out. That's why we got the cruncher. So we asked five questions. The first one is, um, is Jesus mentioned? Right? That's the first yeah, one. Yeah, good. The second one is mystical style. The third form. one is mystical uh, form. That's the same as style. Oh, sorry. The third one is mystical content. The fourth one is law and gospel. And the fifth question we ask, fifth simple question we ask is, is there any false doctrine? And we have a very complex formula to determine how the songs come out. Is that true? Uh, no, it's not true because you haven't worked on that. I, I had a simple formula, and you didn't like it because it wasn't complex enough. <laughs> Complicated so. enough. 
So we're waiting on you on that project. All right. Okay. I'll work on it while we listen to this song here. Okay, so the first song, uh, we, we got an email, by the way, to the questions at tabletalkradio.org, uh, from uh, Jeremiah, listens to in New Orleans, Louisiana. He says, Dear Table Talk Radio, I wanted to pass along a song for the praise cruncher I recently encountered entitled Jesus Messiah by Chris Tomlin. Uh, he says, In my initial look at it, I kept nothing, or let's see, I kept noticing that the form was somewhat mystic, but the actual content fairly objective. I'd love to get your guys' take. Thanks for providing such enjoyable mediocrity. That seems to be the consensus with all of our listeners, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, so here is Jesus Messiah by Chris Tomlin. He became sin Who knew no sin That we might become His righteousness He humbled himself and carried the cross. Love so amazing. Love so amazing. Jesus Messiah. Name above all. You have to admit, Chris Tomlin has a wonderful voice. I wonder if we can get him to sing Hooked on a Feeling for us. Ah, here, just, just to compare. I'm hooked on a... Oh, sorry, uh, let me start it right. Ooga-chaka, ooga-ooga-ooga-chaka. <laughs> I don't think ooga, we want to compare. I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Chris Tomlin. But uh, read the next read the next stanza read. for us. You should play the next stanza. Can you play the next stanza? Just mess it up already. He's messed it up. Because this one here, this stanza is where all the crunching will come to bear. You know, I do happen to have that uh, right here. Let me play it for oh, you. Oh, yeah, there it is. Okay, good. You found it. That's quick. His body, the bread, his blood, the wine, broken and poured out, all for love. And then it hits the chorus again. So, okay, so he became sin who knew no sin that we might become his righteousness. He humbled himself and carried the cross. Good. Oh, beauty. Just That's good. Love so amazing, love so amazing. Here, uh, well, so let's go through the questions, I guess. Is, is Jesus mentioned? Jesus is mentioned. I saw him mentioned there. He became his sin who knew no sin. Uh, this might be a mention of Jesus, where it says, "Jesus Messiah." Yes, yep. I think I think so. Mystical form. It's very repetitive, but but the key. What are the questions on mystical form again? Uh, I I the remember. subject, verb, and object, and then repetition. Subject, verb, object is a problem. 
You know, it was our friend Chris Tomlin, who we have had on the air before and played the game, contemporary or traditional, which is one of the times of my life that I'll remember as I get old. <laughs> and yeah. I reflect back on that too. all the kind of nonsense that has happened in this life. Playing contemporary or traditional with Chris Tomlin might be one of those memories. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, then there was uh, Bible B with those other guys, too. Which ones? Uh, you played Bible B with um, oh, yeah. Brian Jenny, Dirksen and Brian Dirksen Jenny and, Lee Riddle. Yeah. Uh, have we released that audio of those? No, I, I have even said on the air that I was going to, and I haven't. So I'll do that by the time this hits the air. But if you're listening to this and uh, those shows are not on Table Scraps, you can send me an email. Complaints at tabletalkradio.com. Oh, but our, but our complaint department is PRBW at tabletalkradio.org. The Chris Tomlin is the one who taught us that you should have verbs because his number one song, which was what? Uh, God is great or something like that. God, how uh, how great is our God? Yeah, that's right. And it has that it has that thing: the lion and the lamb, the lion and the lamb, the Father, Spirit, Son. Remember that? I'm like, wait a minute. What does this mean, the lion and the lamb, father, spirit? There's no verbs, so I don't know what it means. I don't know what the lion and the lamb is doing with the father, spirit, son. By the way, here's an interesting tidbit for you. Uh, we we were able to get that interview because he was in the promotional phase of promoting his new album, Hello Love, which this song comes off of, that album. Oh, there you go. So there you go. Now, this, so I think our friend there, uh, Chris Tomlin, just has in his in his kind of writing bag a lack of verbs you know like when you're playing scrabble and you get to the end and there's hardly any vowels left or consonants you're like, oh, <laughs> he's just short on verbs so we see that for example in this line love so amazing and then this chorus listen for the verb please jesus messiah name above all names blessed redeemer emmanuel the rescue for sinners the ransom from heaven, Jesus Messiah, Lord of all. I'm still listening. Now, listen to the next verse and see if you find... <laughs> and this is where it becomes particularly troublesome, dear listener, this lack of verbs. His body, the bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no verb. Now, that's interesting because when Jesus speaks, he actually uses a verb. And do you know what that verb is and you know what it means? Yes, is, which means symbolizes, like everybody knows. Uh, no, it is, means is. Oh, is means is? Are yes. you kidding me? Don't get so complicated over here. Is means is. I'm not a philosopher. Take it easy. Is means is. His body, the bread. His blood, the wine. Now, I happen to know that Chris Tomlin goes to a church that believes that the bread is not the body. Right? Uh, I know that. Yeah, I think so. I think that's true. <laughs> so, you would like to put ises where the commas belong, but apparently that is not a, that would not be a right verb to insert in there. All right, we've got to take a break. We'll be right back after this. It's really classy up here. Table Talk Radio will be right back. 
Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We are crunching this song by Chris Tomlin, Jesus Messiah. Uh, so far, we found mystical form is fairly high without the verbs there in the sentences. So now let's Hardly go to a verb to be found <laughs> in the whole thing, which was a problem because, I mean, because we had this sentence: "His body, the bread." I mean, if any, I mean, you, if any four words need a fifth, that would be it. I mean, the, like the biggest controversy in the whole Christian church. You're like, ah, we don't want to be controversial. We'll just, just take out the, the verb. verb. <laughs> <laughs> it's not false teaching if it's not teaching. There's a bumper sticker for you. You can't be wrong if you don't say anything at all. That's like, you know, that's like advice in Proverbs. The foolish man looks smart when he shuts his mouth. You remember that proverb? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like even the, I live even by the that false proverb. sentence looks true when you drop the verb. So let's get to some content, mystical content. Is it uh, we? What was the other mystical things form? Well, it's repetitive. Repet- it's repetition. slightly repetitive. It's five on the rep- repetition. Okay. So we have immediate romance, loss of self, internal and subjective. Immediate? No. Uh, uh, no. Uh, what was the second one? Uh, loss. Uh, romance. Romance. Loss of self? No. Internal? No. Subjective? Or objective? Yeah. All our it. hope is in you. All the glory to you, God, the light of the world. Not subjective. So, um, okay, now. This song suffers only and completely from a lack of verbs. But look, a, a song without verbs is like a body without blood. <laughs> that, that guy can't sin against me because he's actually dead <laughs> okay what about law and gospel i mean i guess this kind of falls apart without verbs also i mean this you can't uh, this preach first, a law or the gospel without verbs right the first stanza which has verbs a, a plethora of verbs in fact yeah he became sin who knew no sin there's two verbs right there that we might become his righteousness, he humbled himself and carried the cross. Good. That's fantastic. Good. Yeah, right there. Fantastic. Wonderful. Then it just, the wheels fall, or I don't know, the, the verbs fall off. <laughs> <laughs> a song without verbs is like a car without wheels. It's not going to run you over. All right. So we've already then talked about uh, this so false, false teaching doctrine, thing. The, the, yeah, see, look, his body the blood, his blood his blood the wine, his body the bread, his blood the wine, broken and poured out all for love. The whole earth trembled and the veil was torn. Now, Chris Tomlin, dear Chris Tomlin, the, the, the thoughts that you put next to each other in a song ought to have something to do with one another. I mean, the whole earth trembled, the veil was torn. That's talking about the crucifixion. His body and his blood, that's talking about the Lord's Supper. I mean, <laughs> All right, this is crunched, right? Yeah, I mean, crunched. Ugh, it has so much potential. I know. All right, it's we like need. A, it's we... like a hot air balloon without a without a hot air burner, you know? Without a. <laughs> I mean, it got off the ground a little bit and then just. <laughs> All right, we need to get some Bible B. Really uh, the way Bible B works is that you have three rounds. Oh wait, look! You see that? We're getting a caller. Uh, caller, are you there? you're on Table Talk Radio. Caller? Hello, hello. Uh, who is this? Hey, that oh, sounds like the vicar. 
It's the vicar. Hey, vicar. <laughs> well, hey, we're I just going to play some Bible Beat. You want to play? Hole in your heart. Oh, there it is. <laughs> hey, I'd, I'm whole again. <laughs> well, hey, would you want to play some Bible Beat with us? We're just going to play some Bible Beat. Sure, that sounds great. Oh, well, that, that works out great then. Hey, how convenient. <laughs> What a great accident. <laughs> Pastor, <laughs> Pastor Wolf, are you ready for round one? Oh, oh, yeah. So Bible B works like this. You get three rounds, three verses, one verse, and then one word. You have to identify which book of the Bible it comes from and then identify law and or gospel. And I was wondering if the if the seminarian at large there could, uh, uh, <laughs> if he could uh, explain the difference between law and gospel. Uh, sure. Uh, law and gospel. Law is what God demands, and gospel is what God gives. Hey, that's pretty good. Okay, so um, he must not have just, wasting any time. He must have just got out of class nope. there. Um, okay, so here's round one for you, Pastor Wolf Miller. It says, "On that day, they read aloud from the book of Moses in the hearing of the people, and there was found written in that day, no Ammonite or Moabite should ever enter the assembly of God." because they did not meet the sons of Israel with bread and water, but hired Balaam against them to curse them. However, our God turned the curse into a blessing. So when they heard the law, they excluded all foreigners from Israel. Poor foreigners. Anyhow, that sounds an awful lot like something from the Old Testament. That's my first part of my guess. And I'm going to guess that, that when they go and discover and read the law, is that's a, the big revival. There, now, there's a handful of revivals in the Old Testament. The, the big tent revival? Big tent revivals. The old <laughs> prophetic big tent revivals. And um, they are there's a couple, like with Ezra, for example, and Nehemiah. I think this sounds an awful lot like Ezra. Is that your final answer? Yes. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Oh, you're kidding me. We were looking for Nehemiah there. <laughs> so zero points for you. Uh, but let's, you know, just for the fun of it here, you talk about a little law gospel. little law, a little gospel. That sounds an awful lot like... Oh, I wasn't paying that close of attention. Uh, that's a uh, story, narrative, but it is this narrative of recovering the law which leads them both to repentance and faith. I'm going to put this one as both law and gospel. All right. I'll accept that, but I won't give you any points. Okay. Uh, Matthew, are you ready for yours? Yep, I'm ready. All right, here it is. Stop depriving one another except by agreement for a time that you may devote devote yourselves to prayer and come again lest Satan tempt you because of your lack of self-control. But this I say by way of concession, not by command. Yet I wish that all men were even as myself am. However, each man has his own gift from God, one in this manner and another in that. Oh, boy. You guys commiserating over there. <laughs> to have devotions on that text every day. Hey, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that, you know, St. Paul was a fan. and uh, just... was, a, was a fan. He would be my friend on Facebook if he was. <laughs> Chastity, All like right, well. Paul, 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 Paul would have the Paul, Paul would have the the, the Chastity uh, Facebook fan club. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Paul could be like me. But well, now yeah. that I know that it's uh, in the epistle, oops, uh, in the epistles, I'm gonna do 
I'm going to do very well at this. Uh, I'm going to say First Corinthians. <laughs> that is correct. 200 points. Ding, 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 ding. All right, and we already know we already know it's gospel. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, law, so... law, law and or gospel, Matthew. <laughs> uh, can you read it again? You betcha. It I says. Gotta memorize. <laughs> <laughs> Stop depriving one another, except by agreement for a time that you may devote yourselves to prayer and come together again, lest Satan tempt you because of your lack of self-control. But this I say by way of concession, not of command. Yet I wish that all men were even as I myself am. However, let each man has his own gift from God, one in this manner and another in that. Hmm. I'm going to say gospel, but it also sounds like, and I hate using this term, but it also sounds like there's a lot of third use of the law in there too. Pastor, you want to you want to I'd say so. Yeah, your this, is, this is a this is a uh, it's a vocation text. So there, it's the so Paul's talking about do you or do you not have the vocation of, of marriage? Uh, so so you're right. I mean, vocation comes to us as a gift from God, and God and God is only pleased with us in whatever state we find ourselves because of the mercy of Christ. But I think you're right. This is going to be a, a text about sanctification. So it's going to be mostly uh, I'd say mostly law. Uh, yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, here he's saying, "Look, if if you uh, if you uh, if you don't listen to my words, you're gonna you're gonna be tempted by Satan because you don't have any self control." <laughs> I mean, the the very fact is that that we have a flesh that uh, that uh, is outside of our control that shows us that we're sinners. Um, so I think that that's right. So we're gonna hit a commercial break and then hit rounds two and three of uh, Bible B on the. On I'm gonna the, tear you up, Vicar. On the line. Woo! I'm coming for you. He's not vicar anymore. He he oh, no sorry. longer has to bear that title until another Seminarian. year from now. <laughs> oh, no, I will, I will gladly bear vicar. Oh, okay. Well, there it is. <laughs> there you go. I was just trying to help you out, but uh, I guess... Uh, <laughs> He's a glutton for punishment. I guess Dulos is no longer a, a proper, proper oh, title. Sure, sure. <laughs> All right. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. If you want to uh, send us an email, you can send it to questions at tabletalkradio.org. If you want to play one of our games like Bible Bee, you can give us a call at 1-800-385-SOLA. 1-800-385-7652. We'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio. Not even our listeners can cancel us. Genesis, Exodus, the beta kiss, numbers, Deuteronomy. Joshua, Judges, Ruth. Taking a look at the scoreboard, it's uh, 300, uh, Seminarian Jacola. Uh, to Pastor Wolf Miller, <laughs> zero. Goose egg. Oh, man. So, uh, let's. Oh, I should probably turn to the next passage then that you want. You want another one, Pastor Wolf Miller? Oh yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to guess what book I'm turning to before? You might as well. I might as well just guess now. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Joshua. Oh, are you kidding me? No. Okay. Are you ready for your verse? Here it is. Yep. Behold, I will gather you to your fathers, 
and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace. So your eyes shall not see all the evil that will bring on this place and its inhabitants. Hmm. Being gathered to the fathers is one of the dulce nomine morte, the sweet names of death uh, that the Bible gives to us, which is awesome. Uh, I think it comes up, it's Old Testament. Old, that's Old Testament. <laughs> I think it comes up in Genesis, which this does not sound like Genesis, but I think that's where that is. I'm going to say Genesis. You are incorrect. You are looking. Yeah. Wait, wait, let me guess a second one. Oh, the vicar's going to guess? Vic- are you guessing, vicar? I'm going to guess Isaiah, then, for the vicar. <laughs> no, strike two. So <laughs> negative right. 200 points. All right, so good. the score is 300 to negative 200. <laughs> the correct answer is second Chronicles. Oh, oh Chronicles. That was close. <laughs> close to not guessing at all. <laughs> Why that second king? Oh, okay. I didn't hear that. Uh, so, be- behold, I will gather you to your fathers, and you shall be gathered to uh, your grave in peace, so your eyes shall not see all the evil that which I which I will bring upon this place and its inhabitants. Law yeah. and or gospel. This is, well, it's both. Again, it's both, because um, the gospel here is, I'm going to give you the gift of death so that you don't have to see everyone else get walloped. Uh, but um, well, this is what we pray for, isn't it? Right. So we pray, deliver us from evil. That's the Lord giving us the gift of death. And uh, but that everyone else is going to get walloped is uh, that's a bit of law, I'd say. Just guessing. It is. Unfortunately, you don't get points for law under gospel. All right, who's ready for round two? A uh, uh, seminarian. I'm ready. And okay. It's, I, I, it's vicar. I don't like seminarian. I, well, you're not a vicar, though. I can't. <laughs> well, I might, might as well just call you pastor, then. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm vicar in spirit. I, see, that, that, spirit. That, that's, what the, uh, that's what the SMP guys are. They're vicars from the moment they start. I think, why don't you just join SMP and be called vicar? Okay, I'll become a seminarian. <laughs> <laughs> you watch your mouth. See, see, <laughs> who are you calling SMP? See what I did. Uh, okay, it says, uh, uh, this, is your, this is your one-verse clue. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Thanks to the Lord, call upon his name. Ooga, chaka, ooga. <laughs> what are you I'm doing? Say, <laughs> I'm going to say it's, it's, uh, from the Psalms. That is correct. It sounds Psalms very psalmy. Another 200 points. That's 500. Whoa. Whoa. Now, uh, law Whoa. and or gospel. I'm going to say, I think I think overthink these. I'm going to say gospel. Call upon make known. See, I, I think that's right because you could get technical and say, oh, but that's this is a command, you know. But but look, but your law and gospel is a function of grammar. <laughs> I'm against that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're giving things because of what the Lord has done. And you're making known the deeds uh, among the people. What are his deeds? The very redeeming act of, of, uh, of our Lord. Yeah, that's right. So I think uh, I think you're right. So I'll give you another Psalm is that idea. 200 points. Do you want to guess on that? I'll let you lose Me? points on that. Uh, that his name is Psalm 8. 
That is incorrect. I'll take another 200 points away, bring you to a negative 400. What is it? Uh, 105, verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. And verse 2 is, sing to him, sing praises to him, speak of all his wonders. Okay. All right. Let's keep moving on then. Okay. Keep moving on. Your one word hint, Pastor Wolf Mueller, is a verb. And this is the verb. So we we I picked a verb to kind of counteract our praise song cruncher. I thought well, we need you. there's a there's a, a lack of verbs in the show, so I thought I'd add one. Thank you. Um the verb piles. Piles? Yeah. Like oh it's a verb, not a noun. It's like there's piles and piles of dead bodies around. That would be that a would noun. Be a noun. Mm-hmm. He Piles the dead bodies on each other. <laughs> That's correct. That would be a verb. Okay. I'm going to guess on that. And what I'm going to guess is that that comes from piles and piles of dead, of dry, bo- piles and piles of dry bones. Ezekiel. Oh, Ezekiel. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you thought you got it. Oh man, so that's a negative, uh, you, negative oh, seven hundred points. points. You did for me when I was playing. If you remember, <laughs> if you recall correctly, I don't. This is from Job chapter twenty-seven, verse sixteen. Though he piles up silver like dust and prepares garments and as plentiful as the clay. Huh. There you go. Wow. All right. Uh, what is that talking about? Uh, let's see here. I'm I'm only in charge of finding <laughs> finding uh, the words. I don't have to give you a context. Oh. Uh, let's see. the The title here in my Bible is "The State of the Godless." So I think um, uh, this is where he's uh, g- giving a description, sort of, of of, of those who uh, count on their riches and not uh, not by trusting in the Lord. Right. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so I think that's probably law. Just guessing. All right. Now, I forgot to get a one-word clue for for uh, <laughs> seminarian over there. I'll but, get one. Oh. Don't worry, I'll get one. Okay, we'll let you do the last round. All right. It's not like Vicar. you can lose now anyway. Bring it on. <laughs> Planets. Take that. Planets. I, I have a guess after he's done. <laughs> you uh, I'm going to say the Old Testament. That's crazy. Do I get points? Do I get points for that? No. Oh. You you do uh, when oh. we play Testament B. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Did we play that one time? Oh. <laughs> I sometimes when oh. Evan gives me the apocryphal text, I get points for just knowing if it's in the Bible or not. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, I do. That was terrible. That was funny. That was terrible. Terrible. T R B L. Terrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna take a guess and say Isaiah. Isaiah is close. Second Kings. This comes from Second Kings 23 verse 5. Uh, and it says something like this. And he disposed. And he deposed the priests whom the kings of Judah had ordained to make offerings in the high places. And the cities of Judah and around Jerusalem, and those who burned incense to Baal, and to the sun and the moon and the constellations and all the planets. Oh. Nice. So, law and your gospel? I say law. I'm suspicious that it might be law also. 
just I'm just a little bit suspicious. Of that. All right. So in the in 45 seconds, seminary, give us a give us a report of how things are going there at the seminary. Uh, 45 seconds. Uh, things are going very well. Uh, advanced Hebrew is crazy. We have so much translating, but uh, that's going well. Pauline Epistles is probably the class on my download list because there's not as much work. I'm also taking Catechetics, Confessions 3, uh, Field Edit, uh, Greek Readings. Uh, did I take Confessions 3? Yes. Um, now, Confessions oh, con- Confessions 3 uh, talks about what area of the Confessions? Formula of Concord. Aha. Uh-huh. Isn't this thing where didn't we play this game where you got all the, your class notes together and uh, and played who's smarter than a seminarian? That's the game we should play next. Yes, I think that's yes. like a good idea. I think so too. Well, seminarian Jacol, it's so good to hear from you, and thanks for joining us today Hello. on Table Talk Radio. I'd like to thank all my fans. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a fan a fan page started just for just for our, our visitor there. Well, thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio, where the points are like the Vickers fans. (laughs) Numerous and many. (laughs) You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.